Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I gave you the traditional opener (laughs) today. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I make myself laugh. I guess that's a good thing. So how are you all doing? I've had a really interesting time. So I'm getting more and more followers on the delight that is TikTok, which is quite an interesting space to be in. Um, I love it, actually. I love TikTok because people are funny. And uh, I love watching all their stupid, hilarious videos, but I do lose hours of my day on there as an aside. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is one of the videos that I did uh, uh, in reply to a question on Instagram that I repurposed for TikTok about uh, somebody being told by a medium that their dad was trapped in their energy uh, as a spirit attachment has caused a real divide in people. And I find it 
quite interesting, I have to say. And not as a judgment, because I don't know. When I fully believed in spirit attachments and stuff like that, which hopefully, as a listener of this podcast, you now know that I absolutely do not believe in, in any way, shape or form. But when I did... I wonder if I would have been very judgmental of people like me who said there was nothing to be afraid of because that feeling of being empowered to help spirits move over to the other side and run rescue circles, it gave me a real egotistical boosting hit of feeling like I had a purpose and feeling like I was doing good work for the spirit world. And whether I like that or not, that is how I felt. I felt like I was powerful. I felt like I was strong and doing necessary great work that not everybody could do because I'm a strong one and others were weak and that is nauseous making isn't it it's just horrendous but that you know you have to be honest about the journey that you've been down so I did this video saying no your dad is not trapped in your energy everybody moves instantly into the spirit world what that medium picked up was probably your grief of losing your dad in your energy that would have felt like your dad but actually wasn't spirit communication, it was just energy. And people got, not everyone, but people got incensed. And it really started me wondering and thinking, why do we want that to be wrong? Like, I can understand thinking, no, there's definitely spooky stuff out there. I've had spooky experiences and not being open to understanding what those spooky experiences were. I can understand that. But what is it about people where we would rather, we would rather there be demonic demons and demonic attachments and spirits trapped here than we would there not be? I find that kind of fascinating, don't you? Like... You're talking about spirits as if they are not us. When you are referring to a spirit of an old hag in a graveyard, you are talking about somebody's grandmother. Would you like it if I referred to your grandmother as a demonic presence in a graveyard that was old and hag-like. Would you like that? No, you wouldn't. Would you like to be described like that? No, you wouldn't. Although, you know, I quite fancy being a spooky crone haunting people, but that would just be for fun. Uh, But would you want to be described as that? Probably not. And yet when it comes to spirit attachments and stuff like that, people love it. Now, I understand the love of being afraid. Uh, Stephen King, as you probably know, is my favourite author. I love, love, love horror movies. I get too scared when I watch them and I have to be very careful because they have a massive impact on my vibration because I get so scared. If you ever want to be scared of a horror movie that isn't scary, invite me around to watch it with you because I squeak at everything. It's the opening credits and there's been some music. I watched, um, oh my god, what's it called? I watched the trailer for a horror movie the other day and there was a woman playing hide and seek with a blindfold on and she asked her children to clap and two hands came out of a wardrobe and clapped and I screamed so loudly 
and then had hysterical tears whilst my teenage daughter took the piss out of me essentially so I'm not a great person to watch horror movies with but I love to be afraid I love roller coasters for that reason that that adrenaline that comes so I understand loving that but why would you want that to be real I don't understand why you would want that to be real it was such a relief to me when my intellect combined with spirit got me to sort of question, well, who are who are the spirits in, in the spirit world? And why are the spirit world leaving them behind? And why, just because that person died in horrendous circumstances, would they not be invited into heaven when I know that there is no judgment in spirit? And how much of this comes down ultimately to the Catholic Church and purgatory and the payment and the buying of indulgences to get your loved ones out of purgatory I mean if we really did believe in purgatory how could we possibly believe that priests would have the power to get God to let them into heaven a bit quicker I just it's so illogical to me, but is that where it's coming from? This kind of idea that people get stuck or get trapped and a lack of intelligence and questioning of people when they are having experiences that are spooky to wonder how much of it is an actual spooky experience and how much of it is just them feeling something that feels different and then shutting off their valves to only being able to receive that. I don't know. Because I know when I was taught about entity release and all of that, I fully believed it. And the late, you know, my original teacher that opened me up to spirit, who I'm so grateful to, she changed my life. But she believed in it, so I believed in it. And she invited me on this course to do entity release practitioner training and I was so honoured to be invited onto a course with her that it completely inflated my ego and my never-ending need for validation and the woman that ran the course told us all that she had seen evil spirits but also told us, bless her, that she had been hospitalised for schizophrenia more than once and her take was that she was be you know that dark forces had got her hospitalized but actually did she just have schizophrenia and you know at the time if you'd said that to me I would not have had it I would have completely said to you we've got to be careful we've got to protect ourselves one of my students who um did their own thing we'll leave it at that for now, really hurt my feelings, one of my big spiritual slaps in my life. She went to my nail lady the other day and um, she, my nail lady said to me, oh, I had another medium come in and I went, oh yeah, she went, she normally has black but I managed to convince her to have a different colour nails and I said, oh, was her name so-and-so? And she said, yes, how did you know that? And I went, I could just feel her energy. And she said, oh, she told me that um, there's a lot to be really afraid of in the spirit world and I should be really careful about trying to communicate with my dad. Isn't that bloody awful? Now, I know that 
that person thinks they're doing good work. They are not a bad person. They are not a horrible person. And I know when they were taught by me, that was my belief system too. So I take responsibility for that. But in the five years since they left my group, where's been their development? Where's been their questioning? Where's been their opening up to a different way? And they have now built a whole business around telling ghost stories and, you know, doing the kind of dark, it's dark, it's scary. So they're not going to be open to it being another way because it doesn't make business sense for them to be open to it another way. But my nail lady has lost her father. Her father is in spirit. She's expecting her first baby. She's going through this massive process of changing her life and missing her dad. And that lady has now put the fear in her of trying to communicate with her dad and trying to ask her dad for signs and trying to ask her dad for presence and for his presence in her life. And that's really sad, isn't it? So... I just really would love, if any of you have got a take on this, why is it that we would prefer there to be bad spirits than to actually be proved that there's nothing but love? Is it to do with not wanting to be accountable for our own lives? Because I've met quite a few people like that where they've said, well, I can't, I can't change my life because I've got a bad spirit attached to me and no one can get rid of it and so my life is never going to be good. Is that actually more comfortable than accepting you have the ability to change your life but it's going to be a lot of work? I don't know. I'd love your thoughts on it. And I'm not judging anyone because like I said, I was that person. I was the person standing in the light, being the conduit for the angels as I released people from the binds and the spirits that were tied to them. And it was only as I started really working with the philosophy of spirit and into that kind of energy that I could understand it didn't make sense. Well, hang on a minute. You're really intelligent. You're all seeing, all powerful but you've left that spirit here because they were raped or you've left that spirit there because they sadly decided to take their own life or you've decided, I mean, graveyards. You've decided to stand beside your grave rather than be with your loved ones. For what reason? And why aren't people asking these questions? So it's been it's been really interesting. And one of the people on TikTok who commented, which I thought was really a fascinating perspective, was... I know that there are spirits trapped here and I know this because I was in an RTA and my heart stopped and I stood next to my body and watched them work on my body and I replied with doesn't that just mean that you were there waiting to go back into your body because you're clearly here now and they haven't replied and it's so interesting to me that they would take the fact that they saw their soul, that they were in their soul and they remember it and they had an NDE as a fact that spirits get trapped here. I, I, I love it. I love other people's perspectives. I wish that we could have debates with people and proper conversations with people without everybody getting huffy and upset. I would... I've got so many people commenting saying you are wrong and I say okay why and they say well people have had stuff happen and I go what people when 
show me the evidence. And they go, we haven't got any. And I would, I would just love to have really intelligent, it's a bit like the people who say that mediums don't, can't really do it. I'm, I have no problem if that's your belief. Absolutely none. Go, you do you, I'll do me. But if your basis for that is just they don't exist because I say they don't exist, it's not possible because I say it's not possible, then that's not really an intelligent conversation, is it? That's just, yeah, the internet. But still, I really find, why do, you, why do we want that to be real? Why do we want to feel like we're being haunted? Why do we want to feel like we're being judged? Why do we want to feel like there is potential and possibility for it? And there's another thing that's coming in here as well. I mean, the initial question. Because that, from an evidential mediumship point of view, to say to a sitter, your dad is trapped in your energy because he didn't want to go and he wasn't ready to go, is a horrendous psychological burden for that grieving person, but also a piece of evidence that cannot be proven. It's just shock tactic, shoddy mediumship. Um, if that's the best that you can come up with, you need to be working on your mediumship and taking it further and deeper. Because if you're feeling his energy beside her, is it not just that he stood beside her because he loves her so? Is it not that he just wants her to know that he has never left her side rather than him being trapped there, making her feel like there's something wrong, that there's something she might possibly need to do to be able to free her dad from being tied to her mortal coil also? just doesn't fit in with my idea of spirit at all at all so I wonder I wonder and you know the funny thing is I keep I'm open to being wrong because I think it's important to be open to being wrong and I keep saying to spirit you know if I'm wrong show me I'm wrong tell me I'm wrong and I don't protect my energy except from other humans by god i protect it from people but not from spirits i work in my home where my children live and my husband lives and my dogs live like would would there not be something i live opposite a bloody graveyard would there not be something happening if something was going to happen i just don't think it's how spirit work let me know your thoughts. Let me know your take. I'm fascinated on this. I really want to know what everybody thinks. Let me know. Okay, so on to listener questions and comments. And first up is from Jenny. And Jenny is Jenny Juranix, who's a psychic medium. And she says, Hannah, Loving your podcast so much. We have a lot in common and it's so refreshing to hear your validating stories, especially about demonstrations. I've done a bunch, but have had two or three that I cringe when I think about them because they were heavy, didn't flow. All the things you said about your experiences that you didn't love. It is extremely comforting to have your reality check that it's not just me being shitty. I also want to bring more fun, more of me, more magic, more joy to my events. And just like you, those heavy ones have been the catalyst to push me to see what I needed to see and feel. Thank you for your honesty. I also love the bit about getting people to clap. I'm going to try that next week because when things are heavy and people are holding their breath, it makes so much sense to give them an outlet and an energy shift. I've been in a funk lately with my mediumship and you're really inspiring me to pull up my socks Thanks from my whole heart. 
One day I will have a question for you, but this is all for now, Jenny. I love it. Um, I'm so glad, Jenny, and I really hope the clapping helped. Let me know. I would love to know if that made a difference. But this is kind of linking in with what I was saying the other day with it's really hard, I think, to be on the leading edge of mediumship. It's really hard when all you look at is everybody doing it the same way it's always been done. And you have this desire in you, this drive in you to do it differently. So I'm really, really. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Glad that you too, Jenny, are doing it differently, are trying something different. And yeah, you're right. Those horrible heavy nights were just our catalysts our shifts our training grounds to get us to understand what needs to change and I really really feel for the mediums who are stuck in a space where they need to change but don't feel they're allowed to or are unable to I think that must be really really bloody difficult for them so thank you so much for emailing I love all of your comments as always And now I have an email from Sally. Sally says, Hi Hannah, this is my third time emailing you a podcast question. I hope that doesn't make me a serial pest. You have answered my other questions, so I'm hoping you can answer this one. Sally, you will never be a serial pest. I love questions. I really do. I'm wondering if you can clarify if spirit can ever answer questions when a reader asks the direct question about whether to take a different path in their life. I know they can answer questions like, can you tell us if Nan actually threw away the horrid vase mum gave her? Or did you know we played your favourite song at your funeral? But can they help us navigate life and tell us which choice is in our best interest? I ask this because when I'm faced with an important decision, when I'm stuck on it, I will ask Spirit for help to make the best decision for me, to which I always get a feeling of, if you want to do it, then do it. If you don't, then don't do it. And that makes me feel like it's not worth asking Spirit for guidance. Admittedly, I do not have a lot of close relatives in Spirit, so I don't have a Spirit team who who I am familiar with that I can call on. Does that make any difference, though? I understand that spirit can't make decisions for us as we have free will, etc. But surely they can help guide us to live a life to our highest ability. I really struggle with this and at times it makes me wonder why people go on a spiritual journey aside from connecting from people temporarily to their loved ones who have passed to reassure them they are okay and there is life after death. 
Long story short, will our loved ones in spirit answer questions which will help us live our lives to our fullest potential if we ask them? Or is the whole spiritual connection all about connecting with loved ones in spirit and the feeling we are not alone? Any feedback would be appreciated. Loving your podcast and all of the raw and real experiences you share. It's so nice to have someone who is willing to share their journey and not pretend they have all the answers. Sally. Ah, <laughs> Sally. This is absolutely the rub and I love it. I love this question. So, hmm, where do I want to start? Um, first of all, I want to say, no, it doesn't make a difference about your spirit team, because whether you have close loved ones in spirit or not, you still have your guides and helpers. So that doesn't make a difference. But you're kind of right about the other stuff. Now, my experience of spirit is with some things, they will help us see the best path. They will help us to navigate. They will show us the choice that is in our best interest. But Define best interest because some of the paths that I have taken have ended in my tears and my heartache and my pain. But they have also learned in me, they have ended, sorry, in me learning a lesson that has changed the course of my future life. So from a spirit guide perspective, are you going to teach your ward to follow the easiest path or the path that has the most growth that will ultimately end them up where they want to be? And that can be the problem. So sometimes when I'm doing card readings for people, there really are amazing messages. I did one for somebody that was considering applying for a promotion and spirit did say it's up to you whether you do or whether you don't this path if you do apply for this promotion it has more of the growth for you it has more of the fulfillment for you it's a new expansive area to be in it's very exciting but if you take the other path there's ease there's more time with your child there's more time for your partner and you have to choose which path you want so they won't necessarily tell you this is the path for you. Now, she chose the one with the promotion because Spirit had shown her or told her in that reading that she was more than capable of following the more difficult path. But there would be times where it would be arduous, but it would be worth it ultimately. So in that sense, they did. But they did still have that kind of nonchalance. But you can follow either path and you will have a nice and fulfilled life. Um, it doesn't mean one is better necessarily and so this is the problem so sometimes they will Sally and sometimes they won't and sometimes they will give you the answer that you need to hear to get you where you need to be but it isn't actually factually correct so for example when they told me that you know to um, to go and demonstrate in a particular place or I felt like I, it was going to be good and I was pulling cards and I felt like it was going to be good and then it wasn't a great demonstration but it was a great demonstration in the terms of what I learned from it and how it changed my mediumship and so now all of my demonstrations touch wood are better because of that lesson I learned in the venue that I didn't like with the crowd I didn't like. Hmm... So 
The purpose, I think, of spiritual development is that spirit will believe in your potential always. So when I am lying on the floor, broken, feeling like I've been spiritually slapped to death, close to tears, feeling just horrendous and like I've been so let down by the spirit world, when I'm in those moments... I know that there is better available to me and this is just a small moment in a series of what will be a fantastic life. And Spirit have given me that. And the feeling of Spirit and the carp diem of it, the seize the day, the knowing that it is actually really short and I should make the most of it does help me make choices that support my happiness, that does make me look at my life in a different way than I did before I started working with spirit. And that, to me, is spiritual development. Spiritual development is understanding that I have the power, I make the choices, I am responsible, the buck stops with me, and I choose in every moment how my life will unfold in the future path. And I have learned that from communicating with guides. So spiritual development will not give you all of the answers, but it does give you the resilience when you make the wrong choice to know that ultimately you'll be okay. And it does help you to make choices that support your happiness better. So I pull myself cards all the bloody time, every day, every moment of every day. But um, I I still don't expect spirit to do it for me or to tell me the choices they just really keep me feeling positive about the things that I want and knowing that they are coming I hope that helps I'm not sure if it did really (laughs) welcome to spiritual development yay (laughs) but uh there we go that is the path as I see it okay next question comes from lovely Bev and Bev says hi Hannah hope you're well If possible, could ask a question about young children seeing spirits. My grandson is nearly three years old. He can be seen talking and waving to someone in his room on the security camera, yet nobody is there with him. He has started talking about a man called Oz or Oswald. He thinks it might be his daddy. He doesn't know his father, unfortunately. He keeps saying how Oz tries to talk to Nanny, referring to myself. Oswald was my father, my grandson's great-grandfather, who he has never met. Even my own children didn't meet him, so he, would have, he wouldn't have overheard his mother talking about him. We have shown my grandson photos, and he points out my father clearly saying, That's Oz! That's my friend! Is it just due to him being a child that means he can see spirit, or is this a natural affinity that should be encouraged? Kind regards, Bev. Um, Hey Bev, lovely to hear from you. I hope you're well. It feels like ages since we used to have those lockdown lives, doesn't it? So much has changed. Anyway, in answering your question, number one, how bloody amazing. I love it. And isn't it incredible? Just so incredible and life affirming. So I do think it's just due to him being a child. I do believe that the ability to communicate with spirit is in everybody. Now, within that, a bit like being a singer, there are some people that are naturally amazing singers and some people that can hold a tune. Um, 
it's kind of the same thing. I think there are some people that have a natural clairvoyant ability to be able to see spirit and some people like myself who don't. So spirit communication is available to everybody. But I think that um, your grandson has got the incredible clairvoyant ability where he is seeing spirits. And I hope that that remains because it's super cool. But I don't think you need to encourage it. So I think that For most adults that I teach, what we are doing is undoing their lack of belief in their own abilities. And that has come not just through people saying, no, you didn't see that. No, you didn't hear that when they've had psychic and mediumistic experience, but also in life, because life just has that uncanny ability, doesn't it, of making you feel like your foundation is unstable and you are not able to do the things that you wish you could. And you're learning to push through that barrier and so if you don't celebrate Oz but you just say you know say okay great Oz, if he mentions him say what does he have to say or how ask him how I can communicate with him better or just act like it's perfectly normal then uh, your grandson will never have those valves turned off that so many people have had turned off by saying no of course you didn't see that of course you made that up don't be silly So that will be enough for him um, to help him develop should he choose to in the future. And that will be his choice to make at the time when it is right for him. So he may lose this ability as he grows up because so many people do. Partly, I think, because we are... We have a herd mentality. We want to fit in. We see that other children are not talking to the people that are made of light that are sat beside them. And so we stop talking to the people that are made of light sat beside us. But um, it will always be there for him and you won't have shut it down. So just incredible. What an incredible story and how amazing uh, that such specific evidence getting his name and pointing at him just amazing but you don't need to worry about feeding into it because he has come here to have a childhood a normal childhood experience that's what his soul signed up for so you can provide him with that and know that he will naturally develop as and when his soul calls him to hope that makes sense love it Got a little email here from Andrea and Andrea says, Hi, you are so lovely and what you said makes sense to me. I lost my beautiful mum eight months ago and just wish she would send me a sign. I felt her in the early days, but she must be busy. Take care, Andrea. And I just wanted to say, Andrea, there's pretty often the way that it always goes. They will pull out the stops to let us know that they are around um, right at the beginning of our loss. But then as we move forward, they don't bring such a strong presence because if they did, um, it would actually stop us moving forward in our physical lives, which is why we are here. So ask her to send a sign. Know that she will be doing her best to get that sign to you. Sometimes we just need to be very vigilant with paying attention to what's happening. And um, yeah, it doesn't mean she's not there because I promise you that she is. Thank you so much for messaging. It really is lovely. Okay, one last email today because why the heck not? I've got an email from Sarah. 
And Sarah wanted me to answer whether I clear my chakras. And the answer to that, Sarah, is no. (laughs) Um, I think chakras are a brilliant way of interpreting energy, of opening up to an understanding about our energy bodies. But I don't believe in chakras in the way that they are commonly perceived. I believe we are just one giant energy being rather than having energy centers. So they're really useful because if you want to get a message from your energy body about what's going on with it, you will receive it through the knowings that we have about the chakras. So you might get base chakra needs work and then you would look and think that's to do with my human life or some healing going on here. Oh, and that would make sense because I've got backache. But I do believe that actually, in fact, the evidence through us is like a big moving vortex that spins around and isn't limited to the human perception of chakras. Um, But in absolute honesty, I'm pretty poor at healing myself generally. (laughs) I sort of just do it as I go and wait for the shit to hit the fan and then have a period of time where I'm really, really good and then go back to being a normal human and being rubbish again. Uh, So no, I don't clear my chakras. I don't balance my chakras because I believe that for the most part, my energy is aligned. And this is the funny thing about energy work. If you believe it, so it is. Um, So when I used to do chakra balancing on people, it was as simple as imagining a beam of light that was the point of alignment through the middle of them and visualising their chakras moving into that and clicking into space. But it was purely a visualisation. It was just the intention that the energy would be aligned. So if you say to yourself, I have the intention that my energy is aligned, it is because energy responds to intention. Of course, if you go back to it and start going, yeah, but is it though? Do I feel right? Is this feel right? I feel like this is wrong. Then you're going to get in the way with it. But if you just work in the space where you feel like you're aligned and you are, then you can maintain that pretty easily. So that's my take on it. And I hope that that makes sense. People love the chakras and I have no problem with that at all. I love messing around with a pendulum and working out which ones are aligned and out of alignment, but I don't believe in them as a whole picture of our entire energy body. There we go. Another week, another podcast. I can't believe we're in June already and um, slowly heading... Oh, well, this is 99, this podcast. So Monday's podcast will be the 100th episode of season three. And I know there's a recorded message at the end of this asking you for reviews and shares. But please, if you have a moment, it would really, really help me uh, to reach more listeners if you could share the podcast and leave it a review and follow it and all of that shiz. Thank you so much. Um, I'm up to the 8th of May now. So Feel free to hit me with your questions again. Um, email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk or WhatsApp the number in the show notes. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. 
these things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.